uh, let's start off first question uh, for people who may not know you, you know, you know, where are you from and your background, you know, how, how were you brought up? Uh, I'm from Bowie, Maryland. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've been here since I was eight years old. Uh, I went to, like I said, you know, like you said, we went to Bishop McNamara together. Yeah. Uh, played football there all four years. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going to St. Francis University yeah. uh, as a preferred walk-on. You know, yeah. I didn't have too many offers coming out of Bishop McNamara. Right. But, you know, I just, like you said, I just stayed persistent. Yeah. Uh, between me, me, my mom, uh, my dad, uh, Coach Bryce Bevel mm-hmm. at the time and uh coach chapman yeah you know we all put our heads together <laughs> to try to get my tape out get to many schools as possible mm-hmm. and yeah bryce Bell, he had told me about saint francis and at the time i had no idea right. where that school was mm-hmm. um or what division it was i thought it was a d3 school he said nah it's a d1 double a okay. and i said they want me and he said yes yeah. so i was like all right yeah so you know, i went on the visit mm-hmm. And it was me and a couple other guys. Actually, one of my best friends now. We was at the same visit. Right. But um, and I, I honestly fell in love with the school. Mm. And like I said, I was preferred walk on there. Mm. And you know, after my first season, you know, I was a freshman, so I didn't get that much playing time. But towards the end, I started getting, right. you know, more reps. And spring ball, that's when, you know, by the grace of God, I was able to earn a starting spot and. They offered me a scholarship, right. so you know that was another testament to my hard work. Right. And you know, I, you know, fast forward to my senior year, yeah. Which you know, I, I think it was probably one of my best years. I felt you know in top shape. Right. We did well. It was probably one of our best seasons at the time. Okay. Uh, since we went D one. Yeah. And uh, did well my senior year. And I was able to graduate with a degree in business management. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided not to go the, the grad school route. You okay. know, I was just ready to actually get into the workforce. If not, not the workforce, then proceed to mm-hmm. pursue professional football. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, we didn't have pro days at St. Francis, okay. you know, for a third set of reasons. Yep. So it was just another another hurdle I had to go through, mm. you know, contacting other colleges and universities to see if they'll allow me to, right. you know, participate in their pro days. I heard a lot of no's, you know, I got yeah. a lot of no's, you know. Yeah. Some rival schools didn't want, you know, St. Francis players there, mm. but I was able to go to Howard University's okay. uh, pro day. And yeah, I did pretty well. Um, it was the Baltimore Ravens, they were there. They were one of probably two or three NFL teams there. Okay. Um, I did all right. They had my contact information, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did okay. Uh, unfortunately, nothing came of it, mm-hmm. but you know it's okay. Yeah. And just kept working. Right. And you know, once I grad after I graduated, I still kept working out, kept mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the CFL workouts uh, for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, okay. uh, Calgary uh, Stampeders, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. And it was actually through. Uh, connection through a, another former alumni, Bishop McNamara, Rashad Rich. Okay. He had told me about a good man by the name of Scott Porter, okay. which he had uh, able to connect me with a team, the Cedar Rapids, the Cedar Rapids Titans right. in the IFL. Okay. And that's the indoor football league. And it was in Iowa. Okay. So he got me in contact with coach, uh, coach Marvin McNutt. Mm. Uh, he's also from Iowa. Okay. Uh, big receiver from Iowa University, University of Iowa. Yeah. 
So they offered me a contract to go there, mm -hmm. and I jumped at it. That was, you know, I, I was eager. You know, it was my chance to, right. you know, play professional football. Exactly. So I didn't, mm -hmm. I wasn't going to waste that opportunity. Right. I went there, and literally the first day of practice, I dislocated my finger. Oh. And then I was just like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So Dang. I, I was upset. And literally the next play, I popped it back in, and I mm. went right back to practice. I was like, I'm, I'm not going home right. off that. Right, You know. But I went through the season, and probably five games into the season, I um, took a tough fall over the wall, flipped mm. over the wall, and I sprained my MCL. Mm. So I was out for five weeks. So that was very frustrating yeah. um, to work my way back, rehab, um, to get back. First game I got back. Um, did well. Mm. I scored in my first game back, so it felt good to get back healthy again. Mm. And what you know, the season was progressing. I was doing well. Mm. And towards the end of well, probably not the end. I say probably about four games left. Mm. I actually got injured again, but it was one of those where I wasn't injured. I was just hurt. Mm. So at least at my thought, that's mm. what I thought. So I just kept playing, and you know, I talked to the team doctors, and they were telling me. You know, you should probably shut it down. Right. I'm like, nah, I got to finish the season out. Right. You know, to get my film, things like that. Yeah. And I finished the season out, mm. you know, once again, by the grace of God. And then when I came back home, um, I was still feeling some pain. Mm. But, you know, I just thought I'd, maybe my body was just sore. Mm. And I was in the gym one day and I felt just a, a really bad, like, tear in my, in my abdomen. Yeah. So, you know, I left the gym the next day went right to to see the orthopedic well see my doctor to right. get the, re the referral right um, to see a specialist yeah. and you know they did the ultrasound and i had a tear in my abdomen yeah. a tear in my hip and a tear in my groin and i don't i when he <laughs> told me that he i was just like so what are we gonna do right you know right and he just definitely asked me you know well you know we can do the surgery route or we can try more, you know, kind of a harder route. And I mm. said, well, what's that? He said, well, you know, I can inject you with uh, some type of fluids mm. that would kind of help with the healing, mm. you know, a more natural way. Mm. And you have to go through physical therapy. Mm. And I was like, is it painful? And he yeah. said, it's, it's going to be pretty painful. So I said, all right, let's go. Right. And as God is my witness, mm. that was the most painful thing I I ever had to go through, you know. Man. But I, I went through it, and I had roughly three months mm. of physical therapy, yeah, just to get healthy, and um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, let's talk about that. Just it seems like all the I think like it sounds like the hurdles and trials, like and tribulations you went through just to be a pro athlete. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know it's, it's it's very difficult because, you know, the business, you know, even just trying to get a shot and then, of you course. know, remain and keeping your spot. You know, how was that process just like mentally and, you know, how did you how did you manage to to pursue that career? You know, just as just as, um you know, yourself individually, you know, what what did you have to do to be like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go for this. You know, cause I feel like you have to like make that sacrifice or that decision, you know. So what was your mentality when you decided you want to, you know, be a pro pro football player? Um, it took a lot of prayer. Mm -hmm. um, it was definitely more stressful on the mind versus mm -hmm. the body. Because mm -hmm. um, I found out for me, keeping my body in shape, 
getting my body to a certain way, um, that wasn't that hard for me. Mm -hmm. But it was more so mentally mm. stressful. Right. You know, just getting a lot of no's, you know, saying, you know, at this time, we're looking for something else. Mm. Or we'll get back to you, knowing they never will. Right. You know, so it was definitely a mental, a mental hurdle. Right. And just perseverance. Yeah. Just keep telling myself that I'm good enough. You know, I never, it was never a point where I said, maybe I'm just not right for this team. Mm. I, I just kept telling myself, they made a mistake. That's, that's how I, that's how I've always looked at things. Even when I was in high school, mm. you know, when I was reaching out to schools to give me a chance. You know, I always told myself, you know, they're losing out on a talent. Mm. And that was the best, yeah. that was the best way for me to handle it. And yeah. that's why I tell a lot of people, just, yeah. it's more, it's all mental. Mm. You know, that, that's the hardest part. Right. To me, it was 80% mental, 20% physical. Right. So. so now you're working in, you know, in mental industry, right? Yes. So <laughs> yes. what exactly do you do? And, you know, you sound like you're very, you know, passionate about it. And you know, you know, like you know much about it so what what do you do i don't, I yeah. don't know i'm curious <laughs> yeah so um right now uh, I, i'm a mental health advocate um, excuse me mental health advocate okay. for minors and adults okay um it's actually a family-owned business okay. uh, my mom has started it she came to me with the idea back in 2014 okay. when i was still in school right and between her and my sister you know they did a lot of the groundwork Okay. to put it together and they asked me they said, this is something if you want to be part of you know when you graduate just something for you to think about because they knew i still wanted to pursue football yeah so i knew i could always i always had a passion for it i always wanted to help people right but outside of football i didn't know mm. how to do it mm. you know and i understood that you know mental health is a great need um within our community so yeah. you know, I jumped at the opportunity. I really didn't have any that much experience in mental health, yeah. but you know, I kind of jumped into the sink or swim type of attitude yeah. and I fell in love with it. Yeah. Um, our, we're based in Bowie, Maryland, okay. but we work in Baltimore City, Baltimore County, okay. and Prince George's County. So um, I work, I go to a lot of schools. I right. go to schools almost every day, you know, working with, you know, a lot of minors yeah. who deal with be behavior health, right. um, of course, mental health, things right. like that. Right. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So no, it's yeah. definitely, it's, it can be, you know, kind of taxing yeah. on the mind. Yeah. And a lot of the situations that I deal with, they hit home. Yeah. Because, um, you know, just within my family alone, we deal with, you know, mental health, things like that. Yeah. But it's, it's definitely, it hits home, you know, with some kids that I've been working with mm. since 2014. You know, mm. you know, I started working with that right out of college, mm. and I was still pursuing football. Like I, when I was gone, mm. I'm still talking to them, mentoring them as much yeah. as I can. Yeah, you know, just to see some of their growth. Yeah. You know, it it makes me feel good. Mm. And then sometimes, you know, some the hardest thing for me was realizing that, you know, I couldn't I couldn't save every child that I work with. Mm. So that's, yeah. you know, goes back to it, it his yeah. home. That has to be hard trying to separate, you know, wanting to help and what you can do, you know. I most, know. most definitely. That yeah, was imagine. <laughs> that was my biggest, biggest hurdle, you know, like the whole 
you know, saying don't take your work home. Mm. But, you know, at my job, it was, it, it, it did go home with right. me, you know. I had kids that I mentored yeah. text me at 11 o'clock at night saying, Mr. Frank, like, I need you. Yeah. You know, I, and I have to, I get up and go mm. to, you know, figure out what's going on. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to speak on a lot of the situations, yeah, but it was, no, it was definitely, yeah. you know, definitely uh, troubling. Right. So, right. But I mean, it's very rewarding, though. Yeah. yeah. So, let's go back a little bit to high school. Okay. Uh, I remember, I mean, I can even say this for myself. Like, I'm small. Like, I'm naturally just tiny and skinny. <laughs> but, like, now you're, like, <laughs> swole, dude. Like, I remember you just being, like, skinny. Yeah. Uh, and when did that, when did your body, like, start to change? Because I know it takes, like, you know, a while for some people, mm -hmm. their body to really start kicking, you know, muscles and stuff. So was it college or was it professionally? Like, did you see, like, your body started to, you know, muscles, more muscles started yeah. coming in? Um, definitely when I got to college. Okay. Because um, I remember when I was a freshman in high school, I came into McNamara at 110 pounds. Yeah. So, and then when I left, I was about... 165 160 okay but i mean i never to be honest i never took the weight room serious okay. i was just you know as long as i can play receiver i'm fine okay um Makes but sense. no by the time i got to college mm -hmm. i probably want to say i really mm -hmm. probably after my freshman year mm -hmm. uh after my freshman season mm -hmm. in college mm -hmm. that's when it really hit home that i need to live in the weight room okay you know so i i was constantly in the weight room yeah. constantly eating um, but I went to college at about 165, 170, and then I graduated at 205. Okay. So that's that's when I I would definitely have to say college. That's when I really, you yeah. know, learned to Keep live it. in the weight room and really take it serious. And then even now, mm. even when I play pro, you know, I still took it very serious. Right. You know, because I think I. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just fell in love with it. Like, yeah. I, I always just enjoy working out. Yeah. You know, it right. just, right. and it became a habit. Right. You know, I don't like going a couple, you know, X amount of days without working out. Right. Feels weird. So, yeah. yeah. So, I just remember looking on the outside, seeing you just training, mm -hmm. like, post-college, like, mm -hmm. every day you was training, like, and you was working, you know, for that contract or for that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, talk about that process, you know, when you're just literally waiting for a call. Or, you know, I, like for basketball, I know that's how it works. So, like, how does it work football when you're just working out? Right. Um, I would guess that is kind of similar. Yeah. But to me, it was more so, you know, it was definitely frustrating yeah. waiting to get that call. Yeah. You know, after a workout, you wait and hear something back. They'll say, we'll be in contact, things like that. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't want to be the type of just sitting there waiting by the phone or checking my email right so you know my mindset was if you decide to call me back i'm gonna look even better than what you first saw me mm -hmm. so you know if you saw me at a workout and you know they want to call me back based on that workout mm -hmm. i want to feel like i'm better than what you saw me mm -hmm. so i always just wanted to keep improving mm -hmm. and just on another just on another note it was just a good stress reliever you know, just being frustrated about not getting a call or not hearing anything back, mm -hmm. I just worked out. I took my frustration out that way. Gotcha. So. That's a good, good strategy. Mm -hmm. So what's it like, you know, I know most people, they can see what's it like to be an NFL player. But what's mm -hmm. it like to be an AFL player or, you know, arena arena football player? Mm -hmm. Like, what's, 
what what is that lifestyle like you know because i i don't know but for right. people may not know like what is it how is that lifestyle um you know just based on you know a lot of a lot of friends that i have that you know play at the nfl level mm -hmm. and we've had conversations about it mm -hmm. it's it's similar but okay. of course you know to a small degree okay. but um they are definitely uh, you know you're always on a schedule okay. of course taking care of your body okay. um, you have to do appearances okay. things like that you know there's commercial stuff sponsorships like that sponsorships yeah. that you have to be a part of things like that mm. um, after games of course you have to sign autographs mm. things like that you know when I played they had you know tables lined up mm. after the games or outside the stadium so you know we'll go there sign autographs or you know fans and things like that right so it was a cool experience right. you know right to witness and be a part of that yeah. even you know you're not in the nfl yeah. but you're still you're still a professional athlete right you know right. you know there's kids that still even though you're not in the nfl you know they they're wearing your jersey right. you know they're they have a poster with your number on it with your right. face on it things like that right so it's definitely kind of like a you know you're, you're put on a pedestal mm. you know even though the pedestal may not be as high, you know, as the you know the NFL things like that, but at the end of the day, right. you're a professional, right. and you know, mm. you have to conduct yourself, mm. you know, as such. Right. But it was definitely, you know, I was still a professional athlete. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So your story, man, it seems like you just proving people wrong. You know, like since high school, since college, and professionally, uh, what would you tell, um, say, a young uh, athlete uh, say he wants to pursue football like just like you go to play D1 and you know play professionally what would you tell him if you know he was going through the same situation as you you know and um, just how you just persevered mm -hmm. um, definitely the first thing I would say mm -hmm. ignore ignore a lot of people mm -hmm. just and then find who's really in your corner you mm -hmm. know and it took it took a while mm -hmm. for me to understand you know who's in my corner who's giving me the right, right information the right advice because right. you know, you're going to come across people that right. just say just stop and do something else mm -hmm. you know but yeah. you have to decide for yourself is this what i really want to do right you know i had to really fall in love with football mm -hmm. and i really didn't have to it's just something not I feel like I, I didn't know how to do anything else. Right, right. So it yeah, just, I get that. you know, <laughs> once I had that type of passion, yeah. it didn't matter right. what anyone said. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. but that's definitely what I would tell, you know, the next up and coming. Mm -hmm. Just keep working. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, and like I said, I didn't play in the NFL, but, you know, my mindset was always to, to shock someone. Right. You know, right. Like even right. now, like, like, man, Frank, you, you did this, you did that. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And I know that's how I do it. I said, right. I just put my head down and just work. Right. All the time, just work until right. I get there. Right. And if I don't get there, I just keep working until yeah. I figure it out. You know, so that's, that's basically my advice is put your head down and just work. It doesn't yeah. just grind. It yeah. doesn't matter what anyone has to say. Yeah. As long as you know deep down in your heart that mm -hmm. that's what you want, then you'll get it. Right. So. Just like talking to you and, and you know other people I've, I've talked to like like Coleman and you just seeing like Darius Baxter just to name a few mm -hmm. all doing just great things you know and and that all I think goes back to Bishop McIver and you know I've had this had these conversations conversations with uh, Mr. Holloman and yeah. you know just like a lot of a lot of students from McIver go out 
in the world and we actually pursue our dreams and pursue our goals. Mm -hmm. So just talk about like how McNamara has helped prepare you for life really in general. Um, McNamara definitely has prepared me. Um, a lot of people don't know mm -hmm. that I'm actually one of several in my family that went to, Mac went to McNamara. Okay. Um, I had an older brother and an older sister okay. went there. Miss um, Keller actually had taught you know, my older brother and my older sister. Okay. So, you know, they kind of called me like somewhat of a legacy there somewhat. But, yeah. you know, and then of course my nephew goes there now. Okay. But it, it's like a family. Yep. You know, it's a lot of teachers, faculty, and staff that's mm -hmm. that's been there yeah. since day one. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the, the big things I loved about McNamara. Mm -hmm. You know, and exactly. of course, you know, you got you know, Mr. Clark. You yeah. know, that's, he... You know, I mean, it's unfortunate, mm -hmm. but it's like it's bittersweet that you know that it's his last year. Right. But it yeah. was, it's definitely been a pleasure. Yeah. You know, every time I see him, you know, we're always talking, having a good conversation. Right. You know, and the reason why I love McNamara so much, mm -hmm. you know, even after years and years after, you know, you know we graduated, right. they still Stay. keep up mm -hmm. with how everything's going, mm -hmm. and that's how I know McNamara was always going to be a second home for me, mm -hmm. and they always pushed you to be the best at what you can be. Right. You know, if if you think you oh I got an A on this class in, on this test, yeah, but you can do better. Mm -hmm. You know, my guidance counselors, teachers, things like that, um, coaches, mm -hmm. they always pushed us further than where we could go. Mm -hmm. So by the time I got to college, mm -hmm. to me college was easier than high school. Right. Personally. Right. But um, you know, definitely it, it nurtured McMurray in my opinion, nurtured us, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it got us ready, you mm -hmm. know, for the real world. Mm -hmm. And that, it's not just the, the teachers and the faculty, it's the other students. You know, you mentioned, you know, the yeah. Brandon Coleman, yeah. Darius Baxter, yeah. Jerome Copeland, right. uh, things like that. You know, I looked up to, mm -hmm. you know, those guys. Right. Um, the the Rashad Rich, yeah. um, things like that. Mm -hmm. They they went through what I went through. Right. and. Um, Having those type of people in my corner right. definitely pushed me to where I am today. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you that. Like, I know Coach Bevel, all football <laughs> players in my career, <laughs> they shout him out. Like, he's yes. always played a big role in you guys' lives, and I think that's amazing. Um, yes. Coach Bevel, Rashad Rich, are they like your mentors, or you know, who are your mentors, and who do you feel like, like you said, in your corner? Like, uh, oh. <laughs> he's he's gonna laugh when I say this, but uh, definitely Rashad Rich. Um, yeah. I would never tell him this to his face. Yeah. But he's definitely he definitely has been, you know, like an older brother to me. Mm. Um, I can remember the the countless nights that we spent in in Tyson's corner working out. Yeah. You know, because he was playing arena ball too. So, you know, he played receiver. He had you know the similar story right. that I had. Right. So constantly working, constantly working out, yeah. trying to get better, trying to find new ways to improve our game, things like that. Right. And then even after when he was done, he was still working me out, training me, things like that. Wow. So he was definitely, you know, kind of like a big brother role model yeah. uh, type of thing. So I know once you see this, he's going to he's gonna call me going <laughs> crazy. So, but um, most definitely. And yeah. then, you know, Bryce Bevel, mm. um, he... I, I really think he's like God sent. Yeah. He, he's an amazing man. Um, I don't talk to him as much now. Yeah. Every once in a while, you know, he'll reach out to me. We'll have a good conversation. Right. But the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from him, mm -hmm. he was always honest. Mm 
Mm. You know, he always told you what you needed to hear. Not what you wanted to hear, but what you needed to hear. Right. You know, you didn't always like it, right. but he always knew what you needed to hear. Right. And he was always there anytime you wanted to talk to him. Yeah. You know, and if he didn't have time at that moment, mm -hmm. he'll say, come back to me. Yeah. And then we'll always sit down and talk. Yeah. It didn't matter if you was a starter, if you was mm -hmm. a, a, someone who was on the bench or someone who was a manager. Right. You know, he always made time to talk to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely he, he was another, you know, big role model. Yeah. Um, Coach Chapman. Yeah. Um, another role model. <laughs> uh, he definitely took me in yeah. like, like family. Uh, Mr. Johnson, right. um, he's known my family for <laughs> many, many years, yeah. so uh, he's definitely kind of So, outside of football, um, you know, what, what, do you, what are you passionate about, you know, what do you like to do, and um, yeah, so just outside of like playing sports, um, what other things are you interested in? Uh, outside of sports, I actually started doing photography, mm -hmm. um, I started doing that I probably want to say towards the end of 2017, early 2018. Okay. Uh, it's always been a passion of mine, but it was always one of those, I don't know if I should do it. Yeah. Um, seeing other people do it, and you know, they're really great with it, so I said, I don't know. Yeah. And then one day I decided, I said, you know, I'm just going to buy a camera okay. and see how it goes. Right. So I just started taking pictures. Yeah. Um, a good friend of mine, Brian Cawthon, okay. he actually, you know, he's a, an amazing photographer. Right. And, um, does really well graphic design things like that right and you know he worked with me helped mm. me out kind of taught me the ropes a little bit mm. you know one day we went out uh, to DC and just started taking pictures yeah. I said what should I take pictures of he said whatever you want yeah so I just started taking pictures of you know certain things that just caught my eye mm. you know and then you looked over you said these are all right man you, yeah. you know look like you kind of got an eye for it and I was, at the time I, said, I don't know I'm just right, taking right. anything I want to take pictures of <laughs> right but I definitely started started to become a very deep passion yeah. that I didn't realize that you know I would like, mm -hmm. and it started simple, like I said, just going to D.C. taking pictures. Mm -hmm. Then I started doing act, you know, sporting events like my nephew's football games for South Bowie, right. and then it started going into McNamara football games, yeah. at JV, varsity things like that. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, a couple of players, they saw, like, you take pictures? I was like, yeah, you know. And one day, it's actually kind of funny, The this past this past season at McNamara, I had took some pictures for the varsity team when they played mm -hmm. uh, Archbishop Carroll. Okay. And I sent, you know, a lot of the pictures over to um, the strength and conditioning coach, Deron Ellis. Mm -hmm. And he said, man, these are dope. I mm -hmm. said, they're okay. Yeah. So one day, you know, I showed up to the weight room and... You know, to work out like I usually do, mm -hmm. he said, show up at 3.30. I said, why? He said, just show up at 3.30. Yeah. So I get there about 3.35, 3.40, and they're looking up at the TV screen, mm -hmm. just watching it. And I walk in there, and they just start clapping. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? I look, he's like showing all the pictures through a mm -hmm. slideshow, and they're just like, nah, man, you're good, you're good. You know, can I use your pictures and stuff? I said, I don't care. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, Duane else, he was just saying, man, you should get like a watermark, you try it. Yeah. Make it make a profit off of it. Right. And you know, it was one of those I don't know if I'm good enough. Mm -hmm. But I'm just starting to realize that, you know, as long as I'm confident in myself, mm -hmm. you know, it, everything will fall into place. Sure. You know, what's meant to be is meant to be. Sure. And it's still a passion for me. I don't care if I make 
a million dollars off of it or no money off of it. Yeah. it it's just something I like to do. So yeah. it's definitely a passion of mine. Yeah. So I got to ask you, because you got Colin on your shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite all-time football player? Mm, that is tough. <laughs> if I really had to pick yeah. my favorite all-time, I would say Jerry Rice. Okay. That's that's my favorite all-time just because, and I can kind of, I try to tailor mm. his type of mindset when it came to working out, okay. and that was his passion. It didn't matter how good his past season was. As soon as the season ended, mm. he was right back to work you know, the next day or a week later. He didn't, he had no time off. Okay. You know, he was always trying to improve. You know, there's records that he broke that mm -hmm. he wants to, I'm trying to break it again. You know, there's always, you know, a way to get better. Right. He had that type of you know, laser focus right. that, you know, there, there's no time for, to relax. There's no time for downtime. You know, right. we just won a Super Bowl. Let's go win another one. Right. You know, right. so that's the kind of mindset that I try to carry myself definitely, you know, within football, even within working out, mm. you know, just focusing on the task at hand. Mm. And at the time with him, it's just nothing else mattered, mm. but just getting better, right. working on the same thing over and over, repetition. Mm -hmm. And he, even now, he's retired, mm. he still yeah. works out, you know, things like that. Yeah. And he has nothing, he has nothing to prove, right. you know, just like me now, right. I have nothing to prove and I don't, play pro ball anymore but i just want to do it, it it's a habit to me yeah just yeah. like with him he, he made it a habit it's a passion right so that's why you know yeah. he's my favorite personally you know that's that's nice that's unique i like that yeah so um last question mm -hmm. um for people that don't know you know uh they may think oh you're still playing football you know <laughs> what's next for you and you know what like what are your your future goals you know outside after after football, life after football. Yeah, um, that's always been a tough question for me. Yeah. You know, I've had to ask myself, you know, now that I'm done pursuing professional football, right. what's, you know, kind of like my plan B. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely continue to work in the mental health field. Mm -hmm. um, I actually do professional, um, not professional, I'm a personal trainer. Yeah. Um, you know, I train people out in St. Mary's County. Okay. Uh, skill position from... You know, I trained football, mm -hmm. soccer, baseball, basketball. It didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, definitely just want to continue doing that yeah. as a side passion. Okay. And also just the photography. Yeah. Just to keep expanding mm -hmm. on, you know, just to figure out what else you right. know, I could be good at. Right. You know, but definitely mental health is my main priority right now. But my mindset in life is I don't, I, I don't have a set thing like this is what I want to do. You know, of course, my goal is to continue training, see where it takes me, mm -hmm. continue photography, see where it takes me. Mm -hmm. And you never know, it may take me to a whole nother mm -hmm. uh, branch into, right. you know, potential. Right. You know, so that's yeah. just, yeah. that's how I look at life. But now I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm finished pursuing professional football. Yeah. And I, I'm happy with it. I'm yeah. at peace with it. Okay. You know, I could say that I proved a lot of doubters wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, it was never really about proving anyone wrong. Mm. It was just proving myself right okay. you know because at the end of the day I wanted to be a professional football player at whatever level it, you know I was at yeah. of course you know your aspirations is NFL right. but you know I knew 
I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't matter what other people thought. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it's crazy. They seen me work out like, what are you working out for? Mm -hmm. I just said I had my reasons. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, so, yeah. but that's definitely how I approach yeah. everything. That's how I approach life. So. Man, that's exactly the last thing you said. Like, me looking on the outside was just inspirational to see you just training and working out. And I had oh, no you. idea, like, what you were going after but you yeah. were you were going like you were putting in the work so thank you thank um, you it's definitely inspiring um but that's pretty much a wrap and um i just want to thank you again for coming on the show no thank you for having me thank and, you thank um, you and, and anything else you would like to let people know about you that people don't know about you or you like people you know to know um <laughs> <laughs> that no on the I, spot no you. no um i don't I, I don't know. I just I'm, I'm real easy going. I don't yeah. want to help anyone out. Anytime yeah. you need help, just yeah. ask. But yeah. I, I know sometimes people tend to say, uh, I know for some reason a lot of people say like I'm unapproachable. But mm -hmm. nah, you just come and talk to me. I yeah. I feel like I was like that in high school too. Anybody just come and talk to me. We'll have a conversation. It's yeah. not an issue. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. But that that's how I look at it. Gotcha. All right, well, again, thanks for coming on the show, and thank you, thank you. that's a wrap. Uh, thanks for watching Talks with Tay, and stay tuned for what we have coming up next.